It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda. Venno 191 pre-order sales event is now on until Saturday, December 1st. Pre-order your 191 Renault today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three years servicing. See blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots of chat over the next couple of hours. Women with opinions in the house from 2 to 3. And you know what that means. Brace yourselves for that hour, folks. But first up on the show today, once upon a time, Lucy McPhail was a women's wear and beauty buyer for Harrods. Today, she heads up Fetch Beauty, which she founded, bringing all the experience and knowledge she's gathered from a career in fashion and beauty to her new business. And I'm delighted to say she's with me in studio today, Lucy, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me. Oh, not at all. I'm delighted to have you. Now, the first thing that people in this locality listening, they've twigged that already, that surname, McPhail. Well, are you? Yes, we are. We um, we had that very famous pub uh, for a couple of years in the early 80s. Yes. So, yeah. My and God. It's had the na- it, it actually always had the Matthews name above the door, even when we had it. Um, but yeah, so we but are McPhail's, one and the same. But McPhail's, it became known as, and you know, today it's still known as McPhail's. That hasn't yeah, changed, yeah, you know. They yeah. can change the name above the door or below the door, wherever they want. It'll always be your name on it. Isn't that interesting? Now, here's the twist with you that I'm curious about. You're a clever young young woman. You studied what? Politics and? Politics and history. Yeah, I have a master's in cultural history from UCD. So I'm trying to bridge that gap between that and beauty and fashion and Harrods yeah. and what you're doing now. Tell me. Well, I mean, I started, uh, I did an arts degree in UCD in um, in history and politics. Um, and then I just I just loved history. It was a subject I loved at school. And I didn't really know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I left university. But um, so I just, I just did what I loved. So, um, and then, yeah, I had the opportunity to do a master's in cultural history. And I actually did my uh, research thesis on fashion history. So there's a bit of a link there. Um, and then all through university as well, I, I always worked in retail, so I've worked in shops since I was about 18, I think. And one of my earliest memories was selling my mum's shoes at, out the front gate, <laughs> shouting up the road, going, customers. Um, so I always probably knew I would end up in some way in retail. I just love product. Um, but no, I loved UCD and I loved studying there. Mm. So, But, it, 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 you know, in terms of my day to day, it's not so relevant. But I think, you know, education is really important and I love my time there. Absolutely. And every bit you always can carry with you every day of your life for sure. So at the gate as a child working in retail 
it's a big hop from all that to Harrods in Knightsbridge. Tell us a bit about how your career developed here. Sure. So even so, when I was doing my masters, I was working on the shop floor in Arnett's. I was a Sunday girl at Wolford Tights, um, and then I just kept pestering them in the buying office for any jobs, internships, and then I they I eventually got in there, and I suppose started my training um, as a buyer. Um, so I did that for four years, um, and then I moved to Lifestyle Sports, another Irish-owned company, um, and I was really lucky to work with them for two years I was their women's wear and swimwear buyer um, and then I just kind of decided that I wanted to I just wanted to to go and experience London so um, you know I, I, I flew over and you know told them I was already on my way and you know if they could give me an interview that'd be great and you know it was tough you needed to find the right people to talk to um, I didn't just apply for a job and get it it was about six months of trying to find out who was the right person in recruiting for the buying roles um, and so I yeah so uh, I went there in 2012 um, and my first job in Harrods was as a women's wear buyer. You're clever, you're smart, you did your research, you took your time, you got to the right people and then you're in. Come on, I've been in it a number of times. It's a, just a wow shop when you went to it, isn't it? Yeah, it was It was so special. I loved my time there. I mean, don't get me wrong, like fashion and, and beauty, it's it's a tough industry. There's a lot of strong personalities. Um, but no, I, I loved it. it. It is what you make of it. I think the thing to remember working somewhere like that is it will always be there. You're just going to come and go. And, um, you know, it's a really strong brand. I think it's the number two visited tourist as destination in in the UK, which is mad, but it's a beautiful place. And you know, my last office when I was there overlooked the back door. Uh, you know, so waving to the green men every day. You know, it was a really special experience. I loved it. Yeah, they have their own underground stop right there. You they just do, get out yeah. and up you go, and you're in the shop as yeah. well. So you're buying women's wear uh, starting off. You're travelling with that. Are you going to the big catwalk shows around the world? Yeah, I mean, as a buyer, you do a little bit of that, but re- the reality of it is far less glamorous as I'm sure you know people say this all the time but you know you're you're challenged on what's called sell through so you're not just you know swanning around fashion shows you, you need to make money um, and it, there's a lot of analytics that go into it a serious amount actually I'd say having good taste is about 5% of it in my opinion there's strategies there it's 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 very it's actually quite technical so yeah I mean I would go to fashion shows but you know after you've been to a few you're kind of like well I've got work to do I've got orders and deadlines um, so yeah I mean I did a lot of travelling so Milan Paris New York I mean it, it, it is fabulous there's no way around it it was amazing but you know you might get home from a fashion show and then have to run up to your hotel room and do four orders you know so um, it, it was it was hard work as well and then when I moved to beauty that was uh, that was a totally different travelling experience um, uh, the trends in beauty come a lot of them come from like Southeast Asia so I would have I've been to South Korea a couple of times Taiwan Hong Kong uh, Dubai Australia was an amazing trip. We did Australia and Los Angeles. We actually went around the world. Fantastic. Yeah, in, in 12 days um, with the beauty team. And it's just researching product trends, seeing who does what in beauty. And that's, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to set come home and set up Fetch Beauty was just having that kind of global view and seeing who's doing incredible things and making incredible product. And I just kind of wanted to bring that all together to one place. And so, you know, the experience and the travel uh, that I that I got while working 
in London was just incredible. It was really special. And I read where you said that the women's wear was fantastic, but you really felt at home in the beauty sphere. Yeah. Yes, that's your forte, you believe. So home you come. Was it a wrench to leave that job over there and uh, all that goes with it? Yeah, I was I was very sad to leave the people and I and the place. And I do still, I'm, I see them all the time. I'm, I spend about a, a week in London every two months or so and I see them all the time. But I think you kind of get to a stage where you're working for the man, essentially. And, you know, you're kind of like, well, I want to do something for myself. And when you put so much into a job and delivering performances in a department, you know, it kind of got to the stage where it was like, do you know what, I'd, I'd like to do something and build something for myself. And also I wanted to move back home. Um, so for me, the clear thing was to open fetchbeauty.com. So, um, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't easy to leave. And I'd still I I'd still to this day, I left about a year, almost a year and a half ago. I still can't quite walk through my departments that I used to look after. I used to look after two rooms on the ground floor and I still can't walk through because I'll get emotional or I'll see something out of place. And so, yeah, <laughs> go fixing it. Yeah, no, I don't think do they'd that. like that. It's a bit rude to me, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. But you have this ambition and a driving ambition to work for yourself and found your own business, which you've done. What is Fetch Beauty? Just to give us a feel for it. Sure, yeah. So FetchBeauty.com is, uh, so we're an online retailer essentially, but we have a content first, retail second strategy. So the idea is, yes, we sell, uh, so we sell beauty, but primarily skincare brands. So I source them from all over the world. And what we do is we curate it in a way that's really educational for the customer. So, you know, if they're spending money on expensive face creams and serums, they want to know that it's been trialed and tested and we're completely independent. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, you know, it's essentially an online skincare shop and we ship all over the world, but we're based here. So it's really exciting that our business is taking off so well outside of Ireland too. Um, but yeah, and uh, most of our brands are exclusive in Ireland to fetchbeauty.com um, which is great and so we've got a, we've built a really nice market here um, but yeah I suppose our, our kind of customers are people you know our products are, are they're expensive because they're 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 usually created by doctors or dermatologists you know every product that we send out and you know Touchwoods we still have never had one product returned we have all of our customers are very happy with it and it's because we, we trial everything and you know we don't take every product from every brand we take the ones that we believe are the best and you know, if a customer is parting with their well-earned cash, it needs to be a phenomenal product and exceed their expectations. Um, so that's really what's different about Fetch Beauty. So you will pay a premium for a lot of the products and that. But what you're saying to me is you get what you pay for. Is that the bottom line, really? Absolutely. Have you found that through your career as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's just quality over quantity is is is, is such an important thing. And I think, you know, even from a fashion perspective, there's so much fast fashion and, you know, T-shirts that cost two quid. And, you know, of course, that's not going to last you forever. And I, I get that, you know, things aren't always accessible for everybody and everybody has different means. But I think when it comes to your face and, and, you know, looking after yourself. I think there's a lot of product out there that's actually a waste of people's time. And there's a lot of product that kind of overlaps. Um, and I suppose the thing that we do on fetchbeauty.com as well is that we really don't want to overlap. So we don't we don't have 20 different cleansers for oily skin. We have two. So we just try and keep it simple for the customers. But the beauty industry globally is about a 350 billion euro industry. It's massive. Um, and then again, with influence, 
influencers and things like that and different content, people are very overwhelmed by what is right for them. Um, so we've got a really exciting new platform launching next year as well, which will really help that curation process and really personalize it for the customers. So we'll be able to recommend things even more than we do now because we'll know what their skin type is like and you know what how often they like to buy from us. Um, so yeah, it's a really exciting time. If you want to have a look at this, I'm sure so many people are sitting by their smartphones, uh, at their desks, at laptops or whatever. Check it out. Fetchbeauty.com is the website if you want to have a look at what we're talking about today. Lucy McVale's with me on Late Lunch. She's not going anywhere. I'm going to try and inveigle a few of our secrets from her in a few moments' time. So ladies and gents, don't go anywhere. Lucy McPhail, who set up and runs Fetchbeauty.com, is with me on Late Lunch. This lady has been around the world buying for Harry. Are you listening, folks, uh, this afternoon, bringing all that experience to her new business? I'm going to throw a quote at you. Are you ready for this yeah. one? You, you'll me. take anything on the gin, will you? Yeah. Don't waste a penny, you say, on skincare until you start properly double cleansing and using broad spectrum sun protection daily. Explain. Yeah, so. Um I think a lot of people think that they can, you know, just throw any old cream on their face or even a 200 quid cream on their face. But if you have a bad diet, your lifestyle isn't great, you're not sleeping well, you're not drinking enough water, nothing's going to help you. So one of our kind of missions on FetchBeauty.com is to talk about the importance of diet and lifestyle um, to having great skin because there's just more, there is more to great skin than skincare. So um, that's kind of a lot of what our, our new platform and what we try to do with our content at the moment. So I suppose that comment around sun protection I mean the greatest thing you can do for your face male female whatever age is to wear sun protection every single day all year round every single day because if you're wearing a proper broad spectrum and you know I'm just I haven't just made this up we work with dermatologists they will all tell you this um, it's not just protecting you from you know UVA UVB rays it's also things like blue light which we're not 100% sure how that's affecting our, the aging of our skin cells also things like like, um, you know, dirt in the atmosphere, antioxidant protection, you know, fumes. So you should be doing it every single day. And I'm not talking about, you know, a real big gloopy one that you would use on holidays. You should have a really good sun protection, something that will, you know, has a nice texture that you'll be comfortable wearing every day under your makeup or as a gentleman just popping it on. Um, and yeah, it's it's really, really important. And what factor are you talking about? So there's there's different, and we I spend a lot of time uh, kind of reading different studies and there's different kind of studies that say 30 and some that say 50, but actually there isn't a lot of difference between wearing a 30 and wearing a 50, according to most dermatologists. It's only actually a couple of percentages. So on FetchBeauty.com, we actually only sell SPF 30 because the texture tends to be better. And if the texture is better, it means our customers will actually wear it every day. But they're not, if it's something that's very gloopy or has a lot of zinc in it and they had get a kind of a white cast, then they're not going to wear it every day. So we try and with the product selection and curation that we do is make sure that it is actually something the customers will buy. And then the double cleansing comment that I made. Uh, so double cleansing is it, it's it's a beauty trend that came out of South Korea so a lot of people talk about K-beauty and um, I've spent quite a bit of time in Korea and you know they, they take their skincare incredibly seriously like it's a, just a way of life there um, but it's something that's you know become very popular over the last couple of years and essentially what it is is it's for women it's taking your makeup off and then actually a second step of properly cleansing your face and for a lot of kind of customers and people that either come to our pop-ups or they chat with us on, on, on the 
the website or through social media, um, you know, the first thing we will say to them before they start to invest in their skincare is, you know, are you properly cleansing? Are you, are you or are you just taking your makeup off? And you know, if people say this all the time, but if you use you know, those alcohol wet wipes and things on your face, you're actually just moving dirt around your face. You're not actually cleaning your face. So before people, you know, invest and spend tons of money on skincare, I'm like, well, you know, are, is your clean, re- is your face really, really clean before you go and add on those products? So that's a really important thing. Um, so yeah, I would say that's probably, they're my two biggest tips. And you cover all this off in, in your um, business in yeah. Fets Beauty. You have what's needed to do what you're talking about there. I have yeah. to find out about this. This has intrigued me since since I knew you were coming here. What's yeah. Bum Bum Cream? Bum Bum Cream. <laughs> so Bum Bum Cream is actually one of our most popular products on FetchBeauty.com. We have it uh, exclusively here in Ireland. But um, so it's a, uh, you know, one of the important things when we, with all of our founders and all of our brands, um, they're all independent. And So the, the woman who founded the brand of Bum Bum Cream, Sal de Janeiro, so she is a very interesting lady. She's Korean. She lives in New York. She moved to Brazil, moved to Rio de de Janeiro and married a Brazilian man and the whole kind of idea around her beauty brand and her product was just how Brazilian women just they're so carefree you know they've got these beautiful bodies um, and she wanted to capture that kind of essence in a beauty product and actually um, it's 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 boom boom cream is how it's said but you know we're Irish so you know I do it as well uh, but, but uh, yeah so we're actually really lucky yeah that we that we have that brand. It's it's one of the number one top selling products in Sephora in the US, mm. uh, which is which is massive. Um, but yeah, it's just a beautiful body cream. It's got gorgeous ingredients in there that are indigenous to uh, to Brazil and South America. So yeah, it, but it's people love it. It's gorgeous. You go back to London as you told me regularly, and one thing on your mind or on your face is your facial. You have a regular facial done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to try different treatments all mm. the time, and I think. Um, Sometimes you know I wouldn't I wouldn't get too much into it here about like things like aesthetics and surgery and all of that and injectables. But I think you know it's important when you're kind of mid to late twenties to thirties to look after yourself and then don't expect to wake up at forty five after not doing anything and then go oh my gosh I better go and get all sorts of things done when actually you haven't been looking after yourself. You know what I mean? That's you great advice. To, yeah. Mm. So I think you know regular facials when you can. Um, you know, there's lots of really exciting treatments out there that you can. Can do that are that are that aren't overly costly either, and I think the most important thing is just routine. If you can do that three times a year, then great. Uh, but just doing something once off, you're you're not necessarily going to get all the benefits. A couple of quick fire ones before we finish. Something Lucy McPhail. If she had one thing she wouldn't be without, what would it be? Um, I'd say probably sun protection. Back to that again. Yeah, if yeah. if if I was on a desert island, well, if, even if I was on a cold on on an ice cap, I'd still, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think sun protection. I think it's really, really okay. important. Back to that one. Um, what's your uh, signature scent? What oh. do you love to? Is the one that you go at all the time? Um, yeah, there's a there's a. It's not. I don't think you can buy it here, but there's a there's a product uh, brand called Byredo, and they have a scent called Gypsy Water, <laughs> um, and that's probably my signature scent. Um, but I, I've I've got I'm a bit of a perfume junkie as well. I have tons of different ones, so I do kind of move around. Tell me the story quickly of the uh, this doctor Barbara Sturm and <laughs> yourself. Oh, that's an intriguing little story, isn't it? Yeah, I've 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 tried some wacky treatments mm. in the name of research for beauty at Harrods, and one. 
one in particular was a German doctor. So she, uh, I met her at her, to- her, she was at the Dorchester Hotel in London and she took a, vi- she took a blood sample, so about a vial of blood. And uh, then what she has this incredible kind of uh, way, so she puts it in what's called a centrifuge and whatever she does, she concocts this kind of cream from your own blood. Um, but it's actually, it's actually clear. It's not, it's not red or anything. And then you put it on your face. Um, yeah. And I have to say, my skin was great, Jerry. <laughs> it like, works. It, it does. It works. It does. It does. You heard it exclusively yeah, on Late Lunch I mean, today. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and last thing, when you're going to settle down at night time, do you do anything particular going to sleep for through the night? Um, in terms of products, yeah. Do you use anything or? Oh, I'd say I spend. I use about eight products in the evening, different <laughs> ones. I mean, I'm always trying new yes, products yeah, for yeah. fetchbeauty.com, so I always have to try what's you know different ones. So uh, yeah, I, I put on tons. But one thing I do love is um, like pillow spray and stuff like that. And like I'm a real luxurious sleeper. Like yeah. you think that's important as well? Yes. Yeah, you have to sleep well, especially for your skin. It's so important. I know mm. it's hard, you know, mums and things like that. But you know, if you can get a good night's sleep, you know, you'll that will really help. You know, things like hydration and, you know, proper supplements and eating well, you know, that's all so important for your skin as well. Well, you're a picture of health, let me say. It's working Thanks. very well for you. And I want to wish you all the very best oh, with this you. business. I know it's evolving, it's fledgling at the moment, but it's flying along. And I want to uh, say again, congratulations to you. Fetchbeauty.com. Uh, check it out, folks. Delighted to meet you on Late Lunch this afternoon. Thanks for popping into us. Thank you, Jerry. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda. Venno 191 pre-order sales event is now on until Saturday, December 1st. Pre-order your 191 Renault today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. See blackstonemotors.ie. The Hinterland celebration of uh, sport is happening this weekend, tomorrow and Sunday in Kells. It's wonderful, such a lineup. Remember, I was talking to George Hamilton at the start of the week. George is there. Sarah Keane is there, the head of the Olympic Council. Uh, Paul Kimmage is coming. There's a load of stars in Kells tomorrow and Sunday in the Kells Theatre, each giving their own take on sport. Would you like to go along? I have some tickets to give away if you'd like to go. And you can take your pick of the events tomorrow or Sunday to go along. The question is this, who is the new Republic of Ireland manager? That's a very tough one, isn't it? Who's the new manager of the Republic of Ireland? The girls are waiting to go here. Even they all know that one. Text your answer now to 086-1800-658 or you can WhatsApp it for free if you'd like to go along to that wonderful festival in Kells this weekend, the Hinterland Celebration of Sport. And one more thing, I forgot to mention in the first half hour, she'll kill me. 87 years young today, Rosaline Cullen. It comes in from our 12 children, 26 grandchildren and 10 great-grandchildren. I hope you're good with the banks for the Christmas presents, Rosaline. Anyway, here's to many more years of happiness. She's living in the Atboy area and that comes in from her family and friends. Yes, it's time for Women in Opinions on Late Lunch and they're back for another month. And there's lots to chat about. Karen Devine, Carmela McCarthy and Kira Burke. You're all very welcome to the show. Great to see you all again. Thank you for joining me. Well, Kira, I'm starting with yourself because uh, and if you have children listening to this, you might want to just uh, switch away maybe for a moment or so in case um, it's a little bit sensitive. Kira sent me a message during the week, okay, and I'll just sort of paraphrase it for you. She says, the smartphone generation are 
getting less sex than ours or any previous generations. They're opting now for porn. It's less hassle than the girlfriend she has in brackets. And I'm scared, she says, for my four daughters going out into this world. Kira Burke, you, you picked this up from a newspaper article. Yes. Yeah, I picked it up from the Sunday Times. A girl called Katie Glass wrote it. Um, and I was just having a, a scoot through the papers on Sunday. And this kind of stuck with me because... I constantly have a struggle with my uh, four teenage girls who uh, love their phones. Um, now, they're very sociable girls. Uh, they play sports. They do all of that stuff as well. Um, three of them in secondary, one going into secondary next year. Um, but the smart it was just this article about the smartphone generation. They do a lot of swiping right and they couldn't be bothered with um, relationships because for the boys... They don't want the hassle of a girlfriend. They don't want the hassle. It's easier to just get your your kicks from porn. And then they don't have to uh, deal with bringing out girls or having the hassle of, you know, um, answering them. You, or, want, you, you honestly believe this is the way the world is going? This is, this is obviously uh, uh, scared you a little. It has kind of scared of me a little. Phone. Tell me what your 13-year-old said to you. Well... This wasn't associated. I wasn't no, telling no, them about just, this it, article. It's related. But she just happened to say to me the other day um, that, you know what, ma'am, you have to be really skinny and have big boobs and a big ass for boys to fancy it. And I was kind of thinking, now this girl is a very confident girl, um, but, you know, they it, it, this is the way, this is the world that we are creating. This is the, you know, like even if you look at any girls putting pictures up, it's all big pouts, you know, uh, big lips, their makeup is done, their, um, what you call it, that blusher thing, the mm. contouring and all the stuff. And like nobody puts up an ugly picture or a normal picture. It mm. all has to be kind of, you know, and then you have all the tinting and the all the extra, what you call filters on the on all of the all of the photographs. Yes. And nobody actually looks normal in these pictures and I think that people are thinking oh my god she looks gorgeous I look so ugly and blah blah do you know what I mean their they're confidence they have no confidence in themselves so you've raised the concern Karen Devine come in there what's the answer is this the reality do you, do you now to be fair if I had the answer to that yeah. I'd but, be a wealthy woman yeah, of course you would yeah, but and I th- what's your opinion I think what, what Kira says is so important there it's actually about building inner confidence and inner resilience in young people um, you know to be able to see beyond that superficial but it is incredibly difficult when that is all that surrounds them, you know. And I had an interesting conversation with my goddaughter, who is 11, last week. And we were just talking very innocently about the, the final of the Great British Bake Off. And, you know, we were talking about Raoul, the guy who was struggling with his confidence and, you know, didn't think he was good enough. And, uh, you know, I kind of said, I got a little bit tired of that in the end. And she said, oh, yeah, she said he was slated on social media for that. And I was thinking to myself, so not only for her, it wasn't a television programme, it was something that was happening in different parallels. You know, the media was happening in different ways. And so her narrative around that was while she loved the show and she loved the competition and the creativity and all that, she also had this other dimension to it that I was completely unaware of, Mm. you know, and it's very, very hard to protect them because that's actually, it's not new for them. This is normal. It, yeah. This is what's normal in their world. And, and yet, Carmel, can I say, well, I've read the article through and two things jumped out at me from the article. And as you said, Karen, how could you have the answers? But let's try and tease a little bit with what, what, what might help. There's two things. 
it's not reality. You mentioned there all it's it, it's an image in a way, and all this stuff is imagery, and love. Where, where what's love got to do with it as Tina Turner yeah. would sing well yeah. I can only say thanks but God I'm sounding like my mother now that I'm not rearing anymore but having said that I would worry for my grandchildren mm. um, again it goes back to building the resilience with the children because we know they're, they're up against this but resilience the building of resilience starts from the moment you bring them home from the hospital because the first three years with the child is the crucial time where, you know, that's when you start to build the resilience and when you... you when, OK, you have to mind the child, but it comes to the point where the, the child is demanding. You have to decide, well, hang on, are they just demanding my attention or, you know, is it some a need? And then it follows on to you know the instant gratification and mommy and daddy fixing everything for the child so we've got to say listen darling i've brought you into this world but i tell you what you know it's going to be your journey we're only we only have you on loan we'll only parent you and it's then to build that resilience that the child can decipher between the good, the bad and the ugly. And what is unreal? What is false out there? Mm. The interesting thing when your daughters come and care about, you know, the lads saying, oh, you need big boobs and, and uh, a cute ass and be skinny. Well, it wasn't the lads yeah. saying that. Oh, it was it, the, the girls, girls thinking that. Thinking that's what that. Yeah. Because the majority of fellas will run a mile from yes. these perfect women and that's what you've got to say there's no such thing as perfection <laughs> uh, like most men like a bit of hout <laughs> now I'm not saying I, <laughs> I know that at this stage I'm built for comfort rather than speed but you know it's they also it, want to have a bit of conversation yes and they want, a laugh uh, but that's what you've got to give your yeah, kids it, it's the, ar- the art of Proper Look at that, I have it written there. Get out and meet people. Yes. I wrote yeah. it on the bottom well, what, of the what, what, what struck me in, in one part of that article, Jerry, was there was a girl who had been interviewed by this girl and she mm. said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing, you know, sex anymore. She said, I've had a few intimate relationships and what they wanted me to do, I wasn't comfortable with. So are boys, I'm not saying all boys, are, are, are boys getting their sex education and they're intimate they're they're learning how to be intimate with a girl through a pornographic film is this how like years ago I remember finding a, a load of penthouse magazines myself and my brother found them and uh, I said oh gee but we were looking at them in 2D <laughs> yeah. now like I was like oh my god that girl has no knickers on and, and, and my mother found us and I was like uh, but it's now it's in 3D full motion and yeah. the whole do you know what I mean and what porn is missing is relationships yes. it's missing yes. care affection yes. intimacy yes. it is about the quite literally the wham bam and that's not yeah. reality that's not what a, a a sexual relationship should be and as you say Kira, if that's where the education is coming from well in that case that's challenging then for you know the real world because that's not what it is in in reality you mm. know and um, and I heard an interesting it was just a clip of an interview with uh, Lavinia Kerwick uh, earlier and like that she was talking to uh, essentially she was talking directly to parents over the airwaves but saying you need to have that conversation with your children about consent if you are too embarrassed to talk to them at 12, 13, 14, 15 years of age about what consent is and what consent means you may well find yourself sitting in a courtroom five years later 
with your child going through a rape trial because consent is actually, you know, as we talk about confidence and resilience, also that element of self-respect and care for other people. That's actually, those are the four key pillars in terms of good relationships and, you know, and, and being able to yeah, have Yeah, it's a good point others. where this can actually lead to, you know. It's, and also, like, we go back to that famous court case a couple of months ago with the, the two um, rugby players. And what we discovered then was that there was no moral compass then. Mm. There was nobody saying, listen, this behaviour is not acceptable. And again, you know, I as as I said at that stage, if it was my son had behaved like that, like he wouldn't be walking the streets now because I'd have horsewhipped him. You know, I and that has to come from the home. You know that you uh, you will draw a line in the sand and say this behaviour is not acceptable and drill that into them. I know people can you know be wayward, uh, but having said that, nine times out of ten, when you see the respectable homes you d- you don't get that and you because they've been brought up in an environment where they see that you know this is what a relationship is about it's about the the row it's about you know someone not looking their best it's about uh, all of these that's what relationships are and you know it's not about what is painted on a picture in a uh, a video or yes, you well, know, you know, a, funny as you're just speaking, we've just got a message along yeah. those lines to say, show the uh, girls the pictures of the Kardashians without the makeup on. Have a look at these porn people without the makeup and how they're looking as well, and that'll tell them. That will show them what the reality is. Want to head to a short break on late lunch? The girls are with us. If you have a comment to make, oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight by text or WhatsApp, or you can call in on eighteen fifty seven one five nine five eight. Facebook Live, folks. Hello, if you want to join us there. All the girls are here in studio with us. Kira Burke, Carmel McCarthy and Karen Devine. Do you shop? Are you all like excited about the Christmas season and shopping? I have to say I'm the world's worst shopper. Absolutely hate shopping. I'm very good. I'm very organised. I get it done. I have it all methodically done kind of October, November and into early December. You will not find me in a department store the week before Christmas. But what I was saying to you during the ad break is just how important it is to shop local and how many incredible yes. retailers we have in this region. Um, and I was re- listening to um, a New York Times podcast last week and they were talking about the human impact of shopping online. Who are the people that are actually having to fulfill your orders and the conditions that they work in? And it was just it was absolutely appalling to hear it, but it just drove home to me even more the importance of supporting local retailers, local jobs and local businesses. Ah, I think we all say here, here to that one. Carmel, all organised, done and dusted already? No. OK. No. Leave it late? Nada done. Nothing. I'll, hopefully I'll start next week. OK, so you're going to kick in. Kira. Yeah, I'll be your last minute dot com shopper, uh, but I probably won't be a dot com shopper. Um, I was yeah. actually looking at a thing the other day, or we listened to a thing about um, the packaging that's coming in from online shopping and how you know the the shopping uh, the shops in Ireland have to play their part in recycling and uh, paying for the recycling of mm. their packaging. 
whereas the online shoppers don't. So the likes of Boohoo and Misguided who are, you know, wholesale sending clothes into Ireland um, have paid nothing towards the recycling of the packaging. So that's a huge thing as well when Mm -hmm. we think of online shopping. But it's all down to price for people. People just don't, they actually don't think about the fact that their best friend may lose her job next week because she's actually online shopping you know in China or wherever Mm -hmm. it is so um, just folks if there's anyone like shopping online this year realise that your towns will be empty in about 10 years Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and that is a very good point to make are you ready for a little fun and a little survey I'll do five questions with you okay we have five questions here and I want you to honestly answer these questions so stick one to five down on your little sheets there and I'll tell you what kind of shopper you really are at the end of this survey okay the first question how often do you resist the urge to shop okay how often do you resist the urge to shop A is never B regularly Uh, C less often than I should or D resistance is futile I never resist A, B, C or D write down what you are from those four second question women love shoes don't they you crave new shoes girls A do you track down the perfect pair B buy something remotely suitable C borrow or D buy a matching outfit as well (laughs) A, B, C or D question number three how do you usually feel after shopping saintly saintly is A embarrassed B out of control is C or I want to be a billionaire D A, B, C or D okay and one more for you Um. Why do you usually shop? Is it A, out of necessity, B? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Need to keep up with the trends. C, isn't that what payday is for? Or D, my Instagram demands it. A, B, C, or D. Okay, that's the five questions. So, Kira, give four. me a, four. That's four. 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 You only asked yeah. us four. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, I did. There's one more. A friend suggests a shopping trip to New York. Do you say, sorry, I've no budget. I'll need time to save as B. I shouldn't, but I'll go see. Or count me in. No hesitation. D. <laughs> okay? Have you got that? All right. Kira, 
Um, is there a prominent A, B, C or D on your list there? More than the others? Or More A's, spring? I think. OK, so you're an A-type shopper. Carmel, what are you? I'm a mix between an A and a D. Oh, we'll go with D with you just to make it different. I'm a contradiction. And Karen? And I'm majority A. Oh, so yourself and Kira are quite similar, right? So A says you're savvy, prudent, financially restrained. You're a shop seller's greatest challenge. For you, less is more, except when it comes to your bank balance. You keep that firmly in check. Is that you? No. No, it's not. Well, I don't know where my money's gone. If I'm not shopping, <laughs> I'm still broke. Like, well, I'm, I'm the same. Well, I have four I'm daughters. Maybe they're doing all the shopping. Maybe so they're spending. So, Carmel, you said you're what? A mix of? of? I'm a mix of A and D. Well, let's see what D says. Okay, okay, D. Your home is packed with surplus purchases still in their packaging. Stuff you scarcely remember buying. You're a secret shopping machine who thrives on spending high. You shop online with nobody looking over your shoulder. But you do know that big brother is watching, don't you? Oh, that's not <laughs> that's me. You're definitely more A's. Are you more A? I, I so you're actually all more A's, all to me. Like, bit of fun yeah, just saying yeah. you're between yeah. A and D. Isn't that interesting? It's funny, there were words in the questions like urge and crave and different things like that, and that's never been me with shopping. No, I never. just can't stand. I actually would rather go to New York and not go near a shop. Correct. I'd yeah. love to go to New York. Yes. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Uh, Shopping doesn't really do it for me. No. Okay. No. So this time of year, what do you make? You know, it's starting early. I saw the Blimmin' Guinness ad last night. It's still November. You know, the, the Stephen O'Donoghue one. Yes. And the the pub and mead and that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, the 29th of November. Mm-hmm. Well, now that said, I did take the morning off work this morning to put up the Christmas decorations in the office and to order the Christmas gifts for clients. So, yeah, that's probably more the organised end that's than you. the Christmassy end. That is you. <laughs> but the Late Late Toy Show is determining everybody's, yes. everybody's uh, decorations. Is All it? the mothers I'm, I'm meeting now, and I'm like, geez, have your decorations up already? Oh, well, the Late Late Toy Show, I have to have them up for that. Yeah, I always thought it was the first Friday in December, not the first weekend of December. Yeah, it's like tight still this only year. The Today is the last day in November, yeah. so it's a little bit tight. Have you? When will you put up your decorations at home? I'll probably put them up around the 8th. Yeah, probably. I'll be doing well if they're up around the 8th. I'll be doing very well if they're up the week before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> My godson comes over next Friday night and we do Christmas decorations and Christmas movies and hot chocolate. And it's all done on that night as there well. There you go. Yeah. Oh, this well, earlier. That sounds and lovely. But you know what? The earlier and earlier, they yeah. take them down the day after Stephen's Day. Mm. Yeah. Like, so I thought the tradition that was is to leave a fact. them. I've seen that with yeah. people who put so them up early. So they put them up as soon as the Halloween decorations, yeah. the Christmas decorations are out, but then they're down on... Like the day after. Whereas I adore that week between Christmas and New Year where it's just cosy and it's family and the rest of the world can Mm. just bog off for that week. I'm just looking at Maggie Maguire. She's in Studio One and Maggie puts her decorations up when Halloween is over and they're there to St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Go girl, Maggie. Maggie. Your Christmas fairy. She loves Christmas and she's always messaging us here. She'll tell us 122 days to go. I don't know what she's talking about. It's Christmas she's actually And that's April. She's she's the queen of Christmas. That is for sure. But look, it is a time of the year to be celebrated and enjoyed as as well. But I'm sort of on the traditional side myself, nearer to Christmas and let it go to little Christmas Day Mm -hmm. with the decorations, the 6th of January. January. Uh, Nolik Naman. (laughs) Nolik Naman is absolutely right. Let's head to our 
our next break on Late Lunch. We have lots to chat about with the girls. We're on Facebook Live saying hello to you this afternoon uh, from the studios of LMFM in Drogheda. And I'm joined on Women With Opinions today by Karen Devine, Carmel McCarthy and Kira Burke. Don't forget if you want to join in the conversation, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. So you can call in now to 1850-715-958. Karen, Carmel and Kira, Women With Opinions with us on Late Lunch this afternoon and we're on Facebook Live as well. We'll say hello to everybody there. Carmel, I'm going to take, get you to take the next one from EMS and Associates, of course. Work-related stress in Ireland has doubled in five years from 2010 to 2015. I was just saying there, I can only imagine what it is heading into 2019. It must be through the roof. Uh, is this an experience you're coming across in the course uh, of your work? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been dealing with... Um, issues of workplace stress probably going back to 2002 when the Health and Safety Authority had uh, they they gathered um, a task force to examine a kind of workplace stress bullying and all that and came up at that time with the definition of of bullying in the workplace um, people started to become more aware of you know what what stress was what what it wasn't what bullying was what it wasn't harassment etc so as i say it's 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 around us all the time because at that stage too the health and safety authority was given the remit of managing the workplace uh, not managing it but the workplace stress was under their remit mm. it, it kind of crosses between uh, hr and uh, health and safety why would they have been given it? Because like every risk in uh, in a workplace, you have to do a risk assessment around it and you should uh, risk assess, you know, the, the stress levels in the workplace. This latest study was from the SRI and uh, which was funded by the Health and Safety Authority did this study and it was quite interesting because they said in 2010 8% were saying they were stressed and now in t- uh, 2000 up to 2015 where they said 17%. What are the major stressors? The major like you've got emotional demands they say you know and I've got some of them here what had come up in the report so Dealing with, we say, angry clients, customers, having to hide their emotions, you know, Mm. paint the smile on your face no matter what. Uh, Time pressure, deadlines. Always remember deadlines create dread. We were talking, just uh, go back to talking about Christmas and some people get stressed over it. Why? It's a deadline. Mm. So deadlines create dread in everybody and some people can't deal with that. What about this uh, more being expected for yes. the same pay with less time to yeah. do it and always being on call with the newfangled... You talk about yeah. 2002, yeah. Sure, that's yeah. a different world, world, the world of today. And you you must remember, in in absolutely back in 2002, 2012, however, we were just coming... We were in the throes of a recession, just start to to show little green Mm. shoots probably at that stage. There weren't as many people employed. So therefore, when someone did get a job, they were going to hold on to it come hell or high water. Mm. Now, where I see an issue there is you probably have ended up with a lot of square pegs and round holes. Like, we have got to look at stress and look at it very practically. Stress to me is like an onion. You've got layers one layer after another, after another, after another. And suddenly, you know, the way, the way the onion is so tight. 
You're going into work and you're saying, I'm experiencing stress. But at times you've got to reflect on what are the other layers of stress that you're experiencing on a personal level. And particularly, you know, with with having come out of the recession and, you know, a, a lot of people are still reeling from it. You know, the number of people who lost their homes, etc. So you've got that. And then... Stress in the workplace is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Okay, you say it's built on top of everything. Yeah. Let's bring Kira in. You're an employer. What about stress? Have you experienced stress? I'm sure you have as an employer. No, we have a very with, relaxed with your staff. No, we have a very relaxed staff. Um, I'm the only one that's stressed. No, I tell you what stress has come, why it has doubled. Smartphones, the fact that you're on 24-7, everybody has to be answerable. I mean, my email is is on all, I get these flashy, I don't have like sounds anymore, I've just turned them all off. In fact, what my, in, what my dream gift for Christmas would be a Nokia. Um, you know those um, dumb phones they call them? The bog standard I would ones. love one of them because I'd, know, I'd have no WhatsApp. I must have about 15 WhatsApp things that ping every time and every time it pings, I'm listening to Oh, no, Jenny can't make it to the football match. She actually um, broke her ankle and she's in hospital. I don't give a damn what Jenny's doing in her with her ankle. I just want to know, does my daughter have to be at a football match at 10 o'clock? And I'm working. I have 15, but there's four football teams. There's my scout group. There's my family. There's my this and my that. My, between WhatsApp and emails, and that doesn't even con- come into messenger groups. It is absolutely the world gone mad. Isn't this a funny thing? It's not funny, it's the connection between what we're talking about at the top of the show and uh, the perception that boys and girls have about each other and what sex is and love is and the integration there with the smart technology and all that as well. It's just a point. But look, just a quick one before I come to Karen. What about your staff? Have staff ever come to you and said, I'm stressed? Um, yeah, I just fired them. I know I'm on mess. <laughs> No, no. I mean, everyone has stresses in their lives. Yes. Um, but you try and manage that and you say, look, you know... Uh, You've had to deal with this. I've had to deal. Well, there's not that much. Yeah, Do you okay. know what I mean? But um, I have to say family as well. I mean, nobody will say that they're stressed out by their family. But if you are, especially working parents now, right? There's two working parents in a family. One is whoever has the bigger job or whatever. And then you still have Jenny rings, the school rings up... Uh, Little Mary has a cold. She has to be collected. Oh, good God. Where's my mother? Who am I going to collect? How am I going to collect? I'm in Dublin. My child is in Dulik, Drada, whatever. So that's stressful. Yeah. And then the fact that you have to leave her there is stressful because you're thinking of your child, whatever. Meantime, your boss coming in. Right, that deadline has to be done by three o'clock. You need to... So it's incredibly stressful for people. But it's a holistic picture. Karen Devine. I suppose anybody who's ever known me would would have known me as the classic stressed Eric, you know, I mean, so much as to go back to that when I did my primary degree back in 1998, my thesis was on occupational stress management. I was really interested in the subject, but it was also very much a part of my personality. That level of constantly operating on stress was part of who I was. Has and that I ha- changed? Yeah, I had to decide a few years ago to actually let go of that Um I think part of me always feared that I was good at my job because that kind of level of stress drove me all the time. But uh, one of the simplest techniques that I would say that has changed my life over the last number of years has been a third, a third, a third. So a third of your day should be sleep. A third of your day should be work. And a third of your day should be rest. Now, whether that's watching the TV, going for a walk, spending time with friends, 
I find I, I deliberately give myself quiet time in the morning. So that means getting up before anybody else in the house. But giving myself that quiet time in the morning for me to get into my day as opposed to getting into my day and just starting to run like hell. But think about somebody who, for example, I suppose you can relax if you're on a commute every day and maybe there's three hours involved, an hour and a half each way. Mm-hmm. I did that commute for, I did yeah. that commute for three and a half years. That's another big stress. And it's a tough way to live. Mm. It's a really tough way to live. My first thought every morning was, it's only 14 hours till I can go back to bed because I was commuting a month a year. I was nearly four hours a day and that's a month a year. Incredible. And that's, that's a huge toll. It really is a huge toll in your life. But you have now a management process for yourself, for your life. Yeah. One third, one third, one third. It's a, it's and you work for yourself, which is mm-hmm. great. And your your office is on your doorstep. Yeah. So, so you've made changes. I suppose if you're in a, a large company or even a smaller company. But, but if, if you can manage yourself well. That that's a huge. If you can manage yourself well, it means you're better able to cope with what happens to you and around you. Mm. So, if in your head you're more calm, you're more relaxed. If you've given yourself good time to sleep or time with friends and family, I mean, I would certainly have said that I suffered from depression in the years that I was commuting because my life was only about sleep, work, and travel. That was it. Karen, can I, I ask no you? Time did you family. create your own business because of that? No. No, okay. absolutely not. No, I've I've been running my own business since 2003 and I carried that stressful approach that I had to life into that business. So if you if you saw me every my life was like <gasps> you know, it was just a constant level of stress. Um and I didn't want to let go of that. Mm. It was part mm. of who I was, but actually when you choose to approach life differently, you can make the world around you a lot. Kira's question is a good one. So, so what prompted it? Well, you know, what prompted you to make the change? Did you just stop one day and say no more of this? Um, I, I have a very good friend who taught me a lot of those techniques and kind of taught me that you don't have to live like this. And I was so used to living like this, but I think I had worn myself out. Mm. I had reached a point where, you know, when people talk about that level of stress in the workplace, I was burning myself out by constantly just operating at that level. Mm. And without realising, I think very often, God, I don't want to completely generalise, but I think as girls were brought up to look after other people, so you're making sure that everybody in your life is looked after and your clients and this and that and the other. And that element of self-care is possibly one of the most difficult lessons that we learn. But that one third, one third, one third is a really simple way to build it into your life. It's brilliant. I have to take our, our, our final break. We'll come back to this in a moment. Uh, this is a very interesting conversation, I have to say. 086-1800-658 if you want to join in by WhatsApp or text. And we're on Facebook Live. Hello, hello, hello. So, ladies, we haven't got all the answers, but I'll ask each of you for one thing you would do to help alleviate work stress. And we were just talking on the break there about the demands on people today to be on call all of the time. If you don't respond to a voicemail or a text or an email, people are saying, you never get that person. Kira was just saying that a moment ago. Carmel, if you were to do one thing with your experience, your work and all you encounter, what would you do? Well, what I've started doing is I don't... uh 
take emails before 11 o'clock in the morning because you have to get yourself organised. Part of the stress and workplace stress is, you know, when everything starts to become scrambled. You can't see the wood for the trees. So I have chosen not to do that. And also the phone goes into the bag. And and I've even said it to the girls in the office. I said, I want uh, mobile phones out of sight because it it's bringing more stuff at you all the time. Distraction. Distraction. And it's putting us permanently into fight or flight mode. Mm. So, you know, and what does that do? Like we're, we're increasing the cortisol in the bloodstream. We're contributing to uh, diabetes, to heart problems, everything. So just think back. So there's two things. Kira. if you were given a choice to do something, what would you do? Well, I learned from this guy before that I worked in a company and he used to come in at eight o'clock and finish at five o'clock on the button every day. And then I we used to be all working for deadlines and it was a design company I was working for. And he said, I do my work from nine or from eight till five and then I'm gone. It's up to you if you want to wander around all day and then do your proper work in the evening time. I'm I'm actually doing my work from eight to five, but you do see that a lot in the gener- in 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 organisations. You see, like a lot of the you know the coffee dog, there'll be people chatting and whatever. They're actually not getting anything done during mm-hmm. the day, mm-hmm. and then they decide then they're working until at ten o'clock at night. And then never mind the phones we talked about. The amount of time that's wasted on computer screens, looking at nonsense and yes. stuff coming in. And, yes, and, and you're right. That yeah. guy yeah. focused for that time, yes. got his work done, and then let it. And go. and everyone, we were all working late, like. He nobody expected him to say any later. But if I stayed, if I left at five o'clock, oh, you're on a half day. Yeah, that Do you old know what reaction, I mean? Yeah. Karen. And that's it. It's about creating that expectation that the work, your working hours, will be productive. For me, if if you were to ask for for my top tip, it's create that little bit of quiet time for yourself in the morning if it's something you find difficult. And a lot of people, because our environment is so noisy now, a lot of people find it very difficult to be still and to be quiet. There's an app that I use and it's called the Daily Calm and it's a different 10 minute meditation every morning. And so you don't have to sit and be quiet. You can just take that in and it just everything just slows down. Mm. Hold and on, hold on, hold on there till I load it down, not to, <laughs> download it quickly and me giving out about it a minute ago. Get me that Sinead. Sinead has me phone in there. The Daily Calm. I need it urgently. It's a nice tip yeah. and I ask people to have a look at it. Let's move on. Let's. We've had a long list and sure we're barely going to scratch it today. Kira, you are part of the scouting movement in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You've spoken about it here before. And, you know, what's emerged, like the church has got pasted for this and there are more cases pending. But it's often been said that it's just not the church. There are a lot of sporting organisations, clubs involved. And here we are with scouting. What, over 80 calls received besides what was revealed already to that confidential line. Is there nowhere safe for children to, to be and be part of? Well, as I said before... Every organisation in the country will be dogged by this at, cer- at, at a certain time. Um, it ju- it's just that Scouting Ireland has had, you know, these cases and now more cases are coming forward. So the FAI might have their time, the GAA might have their time. But, you know, family abuse is still the biggest, I- in family abuse is still the biggest um, abuser in this country. Um sexual and emotional and uh, physical abuse within our own families. But aside from that Scouting Ireland is no organisation safe I don't know like there are so many safeguarding things in Scouting Ireland now that it's actually very difficult to be a scout leader because 
um, I can't look sideways um, at a child or whatever without you know f- following the right um, formats. We've we have we've to go through rigorous training. We've to go through rigorous child protection and actually adult protection laws because it's not just child protection. You're protecting yourself from an accusation that may be improper. Do you know what I mean? Like I was on camp ger- there during the summer and there was a young young kid. 12, 12 years of age he was just home, homesick he wanted his mommy and, and he wanted to go home and we were down at a jamboree in um, Stradbally and just a little bit of a hug and uh, a chat that's all he needed I'm not meant to be doing that but as a mother I have children there as well mm. as a mother I just put my arm around him and I'd come on we'll have a cup of tea and a chat and then after half an hour he was back out playing not a bother other, not a bother but, but, but that is the worry again that you have to fill out a form even to do that or tell a hundred people I understand but it, it is shocking and I'm sure for people and the vast majority of people in the scouts like the church the vast majority never sinned but the ones that did have pulled the whole thing down yeah. Carmel and, and that's the sad thing the majority of people mm. in in all organisations are decent people mm. but the baddies have pulled them down and it is like I, I know I was I was helping a childcare facility put together their safeguarding policy and like we were going through it with a fine tooth comb and I said, God, what do you do if the child falls and comes over with the snotty nose and the mm. tears and everything? Your instinct is to pick them up and give them a big mm. cuddle and hug. But as you say, you know, you've got to you've to document that. Mm. Mary fell and mm. I had to give her a hug so that you're not accused of something untoward, which is dreadful. You know, I mm. think that's awful. Then... The whole element of caring, which is what scouting is about, mm. what childcare is about, what, you know, care of the vulnerable adult is about. So, you know, I sadly, common sense. Common has sense has, but common sense, in my opinion, and it, it, common sense will always prevail with me anyway, because if a child is upset and, um, you know, they need care, uh, I will, you know, be there mm. for them. And, and we're not saying the guidelines are essential. Yeah. Uh, back to Karen Devine. We have less than a minute, Karen. Yeah. Sorry. I think even, Kira, as you say that, it's probably even more acceptable as a woman and as a mother to be able to make that caring gesture towards a child who is in need of comfort. I can understand how, from a, a male scout leader's perspective, that they couldn't have any hand actor part mm. in that because it's just too, it's just to, you know their their reputation. They they are leaving themselves open to anything. Yes. Then in that, but yes, it's a voluntary organisation. Mm. We're not paid. We're not yeah. you know. So it's yes. a volu- it's, it's very difficult to get female leaders yeah. to match up with the male leaders. Correct. So when people are giving out about these organisations and thinking that we're all abusers and whatever, like. They still want their kids to go yes. to something that's. I, I think we just have to wind this up by saying the guidelines must be adhered to, revised regularly, and there must be rigorous mm. assessment of anybody dealing with children. Just before we finish, I have to read this one for the three year because it's related to the stress. It's a lovely comment. There are many there, but this one I'll pick out. A few months ago, I was so stressed at work that I was having blackouts. I had to be on diazepam. Uh, I resigned found a new job. I'm paid a bit less now, but there's no stress. I absolutely love my new boss and my work and life is good. 
Uh-huh, I think that's, that's a great. nice way to leave it. And well done to you yeah. for, for making that move. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we leave it there for today. My sincere thanks to Karen Devine, Carmel McCarthy and Kira Burke. Women with Opinions this November afternoon. We'll see you for the Christmas. Please, thanks, thanks, Jerry. And for the, the pudding ch- um, championship. Oh, the Christmas pudding, pudding championship. We might as well mention it. Sinead will give us another few seconds. The best Christmas pudding in the North East, thanks for reminding me, I mentioned it already, is happening again this year. So if you... Cook a pudding at home. No, we don't want anything commercial. You must make it at home. It's your own recipe, your granny's, your mother's, or whatever you like. We want your puds. A slice of the puds that we can get our teeth into. If you want to send us a little pud or a whole pud, we'll take it as well. And the girls, you see, Kieran, I forgot that. The girls will judge the winning pudding here just before the Christmas. So get your puds into us, not next week, say the week after and into the Christmas week, and we look after it then. See you for Christmas. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda. Renault 191 pre-order sales event is now on until Saturday, December 1st. Pre-order your 191 Renault today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three years servicing. See blackstonemotors.ie Sean Huey told us on this show a few weeks back that by hook or by crook he'd do it. 147 maximum break in snooker with his wrong hand the hand he doesn't use normally to play he's a most brilliant pool player snooker player you name it he's on the line there's 24 hours to go Sean good afternoon hello Jerry. how you doing I'm doing really well um, good stuff the, the big question is this not how am I doing <laughs> how are you doing and how have you done well, what I, what I can say is I, I'm I'm uh, we we sort of pushed, but we sort of brought it a bit forward because with the tie show and all tonight, uh, it's a big thing in our house. So we, we are we're going to post a video at eight p.m. tonight online. Uh, did I get it or not? We'll have to wait and see. All oh, know, Sean, Sean, yeah, oh, oh, Sean. All I know is that that uh, when the people watched the video tonight, there wasn't much more I could give. It was just four weeks of pure and utter, I don't know, hard work on. Oh, I know, and I know you're the dedicated guy that you are, and you really wanted to do this. So just t- yeah. tell them because they'll check this out before. And a good man, good thinking, to be honest with you. Before the country is just totally focused on Ryan Tuberty and the I Toy know. Show. It's, Where it's, can they watch it? It's on. It's on. It'll be posted on the Facebook page. My own. That's Sean Tsunami Huey Skill Shots at eight p.m. tonight. The video will will go live, and they can watch my 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 best effort. As I say, I promised the people I would give it all I could and there was nothing left to give. When you watch the video, I think you'll understand. There was nothing left to give. Okay, and tell us this. This is tied in with something else, homelessness. Yes, this is for the, the, the whole campaign I was running was for, was for folk, to raise money for Focus Ireland. And at the minute, with the five five thousand euro was the target. We we just over three thousand. But I think that people watch the video tonight, and uh, the the donation link will be in the video, and they can they can make a donation if they. I'm wish. sure they will. So you're over three, and you want to get to the five. I'm sure tonight, yeah. when they see what you've done and all the effort you've put in, yes. uh, they'll give you that support, and you will get over the line and raise that money. Was it tougher than you thought? Absolutely, uh, Jerry. You know, I knew it was going to be tough from the start, and. Uh, Really, really tough. But I think the more I practiced, uh, you know, as the hours went in, I was doing three, four, five. Some days I'd done seven hours. And I think as the weeks progressed, the harder it got. Because even though I was getting better, I realized uh, how difficult this task was. Mm, So the uh, hand that you'd call the standing, we know in football, if you kick with the left or the right, the other's the standing foot. You have a standing hand, so to speak. Has that, that had to improve with all this work? 
Yes, it definitely, it definitely improved. But, I, I, you know, it's like everything else. You learn more about yourself and you learn more about the game. And not that I took it for granted at any stage. It just, you know, what, what it took me 25 years to do right-handed, I tried to do in four weeks with my left hand. And it just wasn't as easy as what... what mm. It wasn't as easy as that, to be did, honest. You did know? you ever feel like saying, oh, this is just beyond me. I've taken on too much. I'm going to throw in the towel here. Every single day, every <laughs> single hour, you know. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't just that you know you face disappointment. You know, once a week or a few times a week, I faced twenty, thirty times per day disappointment and failure every single day. So, you know, it was hard to come back and and just keep going back out and out and out. And my dad says, Sean, I don't know why you're doing this. He says, you need to stop this. But you know, I kept going to the end anyway. Yeah, then that is the, that is the main thing. But as you yeah. told us here the last day, you're a resilient fella. You've bounced back from an awful lot, and you know I was so impressed with your faith and and your belief, uh, your Christian belief. The last day uh, that you were here, did that come into play with this? Every single minute of every single day, when you know, it, it, I said I said in my very first video I posted online that I, I I literally couldn't do this myself because it's beyond my ability right now. My my left hand is not. It's it's probably ten years behind. So if I was going to do this or or, or succeed in, in in a certain way in this or get to a certain distance in this break, then it, the Lord would have to come in. And he, as I say, they're, they're his kids on the street. They're his children that's dying on the street. He he plays his part, so he has to help me along this along this path. Mm, and uh, it, it is a, a really noble gesture on your part to think of people who have not got that roof. And it just seems it's not going away, Sean, is it? It's just no. there and, and probably even getting worse, you know. Jerry, I had a friend of mine text me privately on Facebook and uh, I've known him for 20 years and uh, he just he broke down and said he was homeless, that he's literally nowhere to go. And I was literally baffled when he said it. Another another man who is kindly donated to the charity also is in the same position, and he's now out of it. You know, it's only whenever this comes to it, then it's, it's exposed. People feel that they can talk to you about this, and it's unbelievable amount of people that's homeless. It's crazy. Mm. And family-wise, for you, so important to you as well. I'm yeah. sure you got great support from the gang. And is the missus feeling a little bit lonely? Will she see more of you when this video is posted tonight? I suppose, I, I suppose, Jerry. You know, I didn't really for the for the last month. If I'm going to do this, I needed I needed peace and quiet, and so I didn't really speak to many people in in this in the four weeks about anything. It was literally just any any chance I got. It was peace and quiet. I had guys ringing me and texting me, looking to come and spot the balls from me. You know, give me mm. a bit of it so I could pick up my rhythm. But in a nice way, I just said no because I need peace and quiet. I need this. This. This is. You know, this is needs total dedication and no talking and no no distractions. You know. Mm. And you did that, and that applied to everybody across the board. Anyway, you'll be watching the Toy Show tonight. I take it, will you? Absolutely. That's the reason. That's the reason I, I couldn't. I couldn't go playing tonight. It's a big night in there. It's the biggest night in the, in, in the year in our house with six children and. and I got I got to spend time with the family. You certainly have, but look, it's a big, big night for you. I'll be online tonight. Sean Tsunami Hoy Skill Shots, yeah, and it's Facebook. there. Eight o'clock Facebook. Go yeah, check it out and give this man a bit of support to get him to the five grand for the homeless as well. Sean, thanks very much for taking the call. Look forward to seeing it this evening. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. That's Sean Huey there, and we wish him well. We won't know. He wouldn't tell me. I don't know how he's done. Has he done the one four seven with the left hand? 
you'll just have to check it out there this very evening. Anyway, that's almost a lot on Late Lunch for another week. My thanks to all our guests who came to us this week, to our regulars, we love them dearly, and to Sinead Brazil, who's kept me on the uh, straight and narrow right through the week this week. Thanks a million, Sinead. And uh, I have to tell you, I'm counting the hours. There's 77 to go, and I'm going to see her in Dublin. It's Kylie. I can't wait. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Take care of yourselves.
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda. Renault 191 pre-order sales event is now on until Saturday, December 1st. Pre-order your 191 Renault today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. See blackstonemotors.ie Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.